Welcome to the Backyard Professor videos on Mormonism. It's a lovely morning. It's a good morning. I'm going to respond to the second video of the Joseph Smith Foundation on Joseph Smith's treasure digging and his use of seer stones not only to hunt buried treasure but to translate the Book of Mormon. So this is my second video response on the conspiracy of Mormon history on the fake narrative that they have peddled upon the public for so long. Some, like the Joseph Smith Foundation, apparently want to continue peddling that false narrative in subtle ways and sophisticated ways, which is ultimately deceptive, and the young lady in that video is quite articulate. She's very pleasant to listen to. I enjoyed the video. And she's well enough read to know that she is being deceptive. And that's a shame because it just mars their credibility. She has a false supposition that the enemy is progressive Mormons. That's not the problem. The problem is the church giving us the false narrative in the first place. I said that all in my first video. I'm going to share some ideas. As I listened to her video, I wrote down what I was thinking, more or less. And so I'm going to share that with you in this video as my way of showing why I find her presentation ultimately unconvincing and quite historically wrong, and I can prove it. This is the age of the internet. Apparently the Joseph Smith Foundation has not gotten that message yet. It is so easy to do a Google search on claims to see if they're valid historically or not that it's easier than falling off a log. And so when I went through several of my books to prepare this rebuttal, uh, it dawned on me, oh hey, do a Google search real quick on something, and that completely overwhelmed me. I spent four hours on the internet finding answers from many newspaper articles, clippings, articles, books, websites, etc., from Mormons that the Joseph Smith Foundation hasn't got a chance to continue peddling this false narrative. At the front right now. Let me just say, I found the evidence on Joseph Smith being lazy, very persuasive of the Joseph Smith Foundation evidence against that claim. Joseph Smith was not lazy. That part of the video was very well done. The idea of the Smith family hiring out, not only clearing out their own farm and all, but hiring out to do more work for others is also very convincing. The deception arises in that the assumption is that that left no time for Joseph Smith to hire out as a treasure digger, which is historically actually verified. That's the part that the Joseph Smith Foundation is deliberately leaving out and they're historically wrong. It does not exclude the treasure digging. Their, their claim that Joseph Smith did not use the seer stone to translate the Book of Mormon is breathtaking in its naivete. 
It's astonishing. So let me share my notes with you. If I get a chance, I will try to get to the material at first I prepared from Brant Gardner's very excellent book, Translating the Book of Mormon. It's a 2011 from Greg Coford. Uh, they, of course, did not mention this book. This is a faithful Mormon, every bit as faithful as anyone associated with the Joseph Smith Foundation. He's a temple-going, tithe-paying Mormon. He's an apologist for fair. He has been for two decades. He's presented, presented information defending the historicity of the Book of Mormon. He has lots of books to his credit. He is every bit as staunch a Mormon as anybody at the Joseph Smith Foundation. And yet his historical research is vastly more inclusive and much more careful. And he shows how Palmyra, New York, and Joseph Smith's day, including the entire Joseph Smith family, was absolutely involved in treasure digging, magic, etc. Very good book. If I get the chance, I will get to this book. That book alone was going to be my rebuttal. That's all I need is Brett Gardner. The beautiful thing for the Joseph Smith Foundation, the good news for you guys is, you can get a hold of Brant Gardner anytime. Just go on the FAIR website on the internet, F-A-I-R, that's how easy it is, and email him and say, hey, how do I get a hold of Brant Gardner? I want to talk to him about his book on translating the Book of Mormon. And he'll be happy to talk to you and show you how historically you're simply being naive. And tell him the backyard professor sent you if you care to. He'll know me because I know him. We know each other. We've worked together when I used to be associated with FAIR. So that's one idea. Let me share my thoughts. The farm's issue was completely interesting. Uh, it took a third of her video to describe the refutation against Joseph Smith being lazy, against the Hurlbut affidavits, and that was an excellent job done. I watched their entire presentation. I was not prepared to do so, but I did. It was a good video. It's just ultimately wrong. Deceptively so, unfortunately. I, I wish I didn't have to say that, but I do, because that's the truth, and I'm going to prove it right now. The whole issue about them not being lazy has nothing to do with the historical fact that Joseph Smith dug treasure, however. She seems to be a little bit muddle-headed on that part. Uh, the inclusion of treasure digging, which she deliberately leaves out, is part of their work. They were hired. Brant Gardner shows that exclusively, very interestingly. The other interesting thing is the church website. Now this is the official Mormon church website, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, www.lds.org. Go to that and look up seer stones. Go to that and do a search on Book of Mormon translation. Go to that and do a search on Joseph Smith's treasure digging. The official church narrative now actually uses Richard Bushman's materials to show the more correct historical narrative because history has caught up with Mormonism. This is the age of the internet. They can no longer control the narrative. Joseph Smith Foundation, neither can you. You need to realize that. The narrative you're peddling is the old narrative 
that is no longer historically accurate. You need to come to grips with this. The historical reality of the entire Palmyra, New York region where Joseph Smith was raised is saturated in what they now euphemistically call folk religion. That is magic, superstition. Brant Gardner, again a very faithful Mormon, shows that. The proof is in his book, Sincerely. You must get that book. I mean, you're well read, why exclude him? The business did not take away from treasure digging. That was part of their labor that you were ignoring. We can test, we can test the affidavits on his treasure digging because the Hurlbut affidavits is not the only historical information which discusses Joseph Smith's treasure digging and using his seer stone to find hidden objects. We also have information from his own followers, Martin Harris, Oliver Cowdery, Emma Smith herself, his own wife. These, the Joseph Smith Foundation, has been ignoring in their videos. That hurts your credibility. It's not the wise way to approach history. Isn't it odd that Mormons feel like they have to cheat with history in order to get a spiritual truth about Joseph Smith out? That is so weird. I, I, I personally just do not get that. But that's what the Joseph Smith Foundation thinks you have to do to build faith, and it can't work. Faith can't be built on untruth. You have to come to grips with that sooner or later. The sooner the better, in my opinion. The church has it on their website. Again, this information from Martin Harris interviews. Not the affidavits, you guys. Not the affidavits. You're right, the affidavits are trumped up charges. Okay, we don't even need them to find the historical verification of Joseph Smith's money digging. We've got comments from Martin Harris, from Oliver Cowdery, from Wilford Woodruff, and other of the church people involved with Joseph Smith. They have said so too. You have to start using that information. Otherwise, we will. The irony is, your own church is now using it, and you're ignoring that. You bring out an analogy of a court of law, which is so deeply ironic because you entirely ignore the one historically validated court of law that Joseph Smith was in, the 1826 Bainbridge trial. In that court of law, again, not the Hurlbut affidavits in the actual historical record that your own church has on its website now, and references to, Joseph Smith confessed he showed the seer stone in court. Yes, there were some witnesses who were hostile in the court and tried to make Joseph Smith into an evil, bad, scoundrel scum. But Josiah Stowell, who is the one who hired Joseph Smith to help him find the buried treasure, the silver mine, he defended Joseph Smith and his skill in that record. Yes, Joseph Smith was acquitted, on and on and on. That's not the point I'm talking about. Joseph Smith himself admitted to being a treasure digger 
and he admitted to using the seer stone, and Josiah Stoll defended him, his future father-in-law. He married Stoll's daughter, Emma. You ignore that. That's deliberate cherry-picking. Ironically, in this second video, the young lady does mention the idea that the progressive Mormons are cherry-picking their evidence, and yet she turns around and very hypocritically cherry-picks her own, ignoring the most obvious, Joseph Smith's own words. She never quotes Joseph Smith. Now, why is that? Because, of course, it damns your case. Joseph Smith has already confessed. Why are you trying to hide that to build up an obviously false, phony, historical image that's supposed to build our faith on truth? How come you have to do that? That should be a red flag warning to you. It is to us. You ignore the treasure digging and using the seer stones to find objects and using witching rods. Joseph Smith's own father was an adept witching rod user. Joseph Smith began using a witching rod. Again, this is the historical record. It's in Brant Gardner's book. Hopefully I have enough time to get to that book. I've got so many other sources I want to get to. I may make a third video just to present Brant Gardner's material for those of you who don't have his book. But the witching rods, very historical. You completely ignore that. In fact, it's the witching rods that help the Smiths locate those wells that the Joseph Smith Foundation uses as evidence that Joseph Smith was not lazy. That's true. Ironically, you don't include the historical information that it was in one of those wells that Joseph Smith found his seer stone and began using that to find other wells. That's rich irony. You only present part of the picture. I find that deceptive, don't you? I mean, honestly? You've got to. You're accusing progressive Mormons of doing that. Then you turn around and hypocritically do it yourself. That's not good for your credibility. For myself, I am entirely unconvinced. Here's the other thing. You can actually call the church site you can email the church and ask them, why are you now using Richard Bushman? Why are you agreeing with the news? You notice the Mormon church does, does refute the Hurlbut affidavits against Joseph Smith, but it also accepts the other historical evidences that Joseph Smith was treasure digging, he was using seer stones, and he was translating and finding treasure with water witches, and treasure stones, seer stones, treasure-seeking seer stones. So talk to the church. Are you then advocating that the church itself, the leaders, now who is running the official church website? The Twelve Apostles and the First Presidency. It's their official internet presence. They have their own ordained set-apart historians. They are set apart by the laying on of hands and given the calling of official church historian. They are putting their articles on Joseph Smith's treasure digging and use of seer stones on their officially sanctioned website. Why are you ignoring that? 
And what do you propose to do about that? Are you going to quit being so selective with your sources and get in line with what your own church has done now? Who's the enemy, right? You're talking to the wrong people, Joseph Smith Foundation. You really are. You're being misguided somehow along the line. I don't know why, I don't know how. The sources are right in front of your eyes. They're as official as they can get. It's not anti-Mormon sources. It is your own church leaders, truly. You know, the ones that teach you truth at General Conference, them. The apostles, the prophets, the seers, the revelators, the translators, them. They're the ones that's advocating the Richard Bushman Leonard Arrington historical material now because they even sanctioned the Joseph Smith Papers project, the official project of putting all of Joseph Smith's knowledge together in one place. And that is where they found Joseph Smith doing the treasure digging. And they've published it officially. How can you possibly say Joseph Smith wasn't involved like that? Is utterly beyond me. It makes no sense. It borders on deceptive. Well, it is deceptive. You need to quit it. You use Joseph F. Smith, but he was wrong. He was the nephew of Joseph Smith. Why use a family member when you have Joseph Smith's own words? That doesn't make sense to me. Joseph was hired out as a treasure digger. That's the historical record from your own church website. You need to do more research there. This is not in the affidavits. It's on the church's website. You have to understand that. They're not using the affidavits. They're using the historical records. It's in the newspapers, in the magazines of Joseph Smith's day, Tiffany's, the Chicago Times, etc., Joseph Smith is accused of magic because he was using it religiously. His view of magic may not be the pejorative nature in which today's critics accuse him of, but it was involvement with magic, and his entire family was involved with it. You have to come to grips with that. It's on your church's website. You say, approach the sources correctly, and yet I find that you're not doing so. For instance, I have a very serious question to ask you, Joseph Smith Foundation. Why are you not using the official church historian Richard Turley's materials on the website in your presentation? He has been called and set apart by the laying on of hands by the apostles to be that church historian. Why do I see you not using Mark Ashurst McGee's materials? Why no Brant Gardner? Why no D. Michael Quinn? Why no John L. Brook? Why no Richard Lloyd Anderson, another very, very prominent Mormon historian who has just recently passed away? Why no Dan Vogel? Why no Patrick Q. Mason, another very prominent Mormon defender, as I showed in my previous video? Why no H. Michael McQuart? You are being so selective because of your bias against the historic truth of Joseph Smith's treasure digging that you're being deceptive. You're well enough read, you're articulate enough, you're clever enough to know these other historical sources. That you're choosing to deliberately ignore them, shame on you. 
all the Jesus magic stuff, the parallel to Jesus being accused of magic and Joseph Smith, none of that's relevant. Joseph Smith has already confessed. That's what you're ignoring. None of your comparisons with Jesus and Joseph mean anything. That's all a red herring. You're barking up the wrong tree. You need to deal with Joseph Smith and the church today. That's where you need to focus. You can contact Brant Gardner through FAIR. I've already said that. You can contact the church through its website. The church now accepts the Bushman D. Michael Quinn narrative to some extent. Joseph Smith did translate the Book of Mormon using a seer stone. Why the Joseph Smith Foundation claims that is utterly beyond me. That is so historically false. Make no mistake about it. The history shows, proves, Joseph Smith used a seer stone. Not all the way through the complete translation. He did use an instrument he called the Urim and Thummim as well. They say Joseph Fielding Smith and Gordon B. Hinckley and Joseph F. Smith got it right. No, they did not. The church historian today has gone back through Joseph Fielding Smith's ridiculously idiotic, short, myopic comments against the use of the seer stone in his book, Answers to Gospel Questions, and today's historians have shown that Joseph Fielding Smith was historically wrong. You can look this up right on the internet, man. Gordon B. Hinckley, Joseph Smith's Seer Stones. The brutal hardcore historic fact is Joseph Smith translated using the Seer Stones. You say others are not fluent with the sources, and yet you give me no indication of being fluent with any of these historical sources either, let alone your own church's website, let alone being fluent in what the prophet Joseph Smith himself said. You have completely ignored that. The horse's mouth. How can you possibly ignore that and expect us to accept your version? It's not going to happen. I'm going to make a big deal about this because the church using Bushman's own sources completely refute the Joseph Smith Foundation's claims. How does the Joseph Smith Foundation explain that? Ignoring it is not going to make it go away. We can do a Google internet search. It's a piece of cake. It takes all of five seconds to find all these sources I'm sharing with you. Are the current leaders in apostasy like you proclaimed the progressive Mormons are? Because now they're becoming progressive. Apparently that's offensive to you. I don't know why. Joseph Smith was the most progressive Mormon there was. Apparently the Joseph Smith Foundation doesn't realize that Mormonism, judged by all the rest of Christianity, is radical. I mean, a biblical prophet on the same status as a Moses, Elijah, and Isaiah in Joseph Smith? That is radically progressive. New scripture past the Bible, that is radically progressive. The reason Mormonism exists with its doctrines, progressive doctrines of the premortal existence of soul, God with a body, three degrees in heaven, all of that is radically progressive. Why you're against progressive is utterly beyond me because you won't be a Mormon if you are. You can't, because Mormon is progressive. 
Apparently, the Joseph Smith Foundation does not grasp that very essential point. You're fighting the wrong enemy, in other words. Why do you think the site has the material that it has on the website right now? I'd like to hear Joseph Smith Foundation's comment on that, if they would care to comment. The Daily Universe. Now, this is, again, the church-sponsored BYU newspaper for the BYU students. On September 16, 2005, it held a Joseph Smith Papers Symposium, and this is, of course, the official publication of the church. This isn't anti-Mormon stuff. It's not the affidavits. This is all official, up top, up front, wide open. Robin Jensen said that they can now trace historically three different seer stones to Joseph Smith and him using them. Three of them. There you have it. It's official. The BYU Religious Studies Center. For Religious Education, Volume 18, Number 2, 2017, says this is the review. Interesting, there's just been a brand new book on Joseph Smith's seer stones. You have all kinds of pictures and historical analysis of Joseph Smith using the seer stones for all of the activities that you claim he never engaged in. We now have another historical book showing otherwise. And this is the book review in the BYU Religious Studies Center. And it's sold in Deseret Bookstore, which, once again, is the official church bookstore to sell proper church-approved sources. This is not an anti-Mormon publication. It's not an anti-Mormon selling it. It's not the affidavits. Get off the affidavits already. There's other historical records that show you are just historically completely wrong. I know I'm repeating myself because that's my emphasis. You're deceiving me, and I don't like that. I'm not happy at all with your own cherry-picking. In this book review, as well as the book, there is absolutely no question whatsoever. Historically, Joseph Smith used seer stones to help translate the Book of Mormon. That's fundamental. That's fundamental. On the website Worlds Without End, and this is a Mormon Studies Roundtable website, Joseph Smith Searstone, A Historiographical Glimpse, that's the article. They show without question Joseph Smith translated part of the Book of Mormon with a Searstone, and Martin Harris testified to that because Martin Harris tried to fool Joseph Smith once. When they were on a break, he switched stones in the hat. And when Joseph Smith came back, that's his famous statement, Martin. All is as black as Egypt. What's going on? And then Martin Harris confessed, I switched the stones in order to test you to prove that you're a valid prophet. Seer stones, for real. This roundtable with the official church historians and assistant historians also fundamentally prove without question that Joseph Fielding Smith was wrong about the seer stones. This is something that the Joseph Smith Foundation has not come to grips with yet. They're still touting the old information of Joseph Fielding Smith. Granted, the emphasis in the church literature has been on the Urim and Thummim, but that does not eliminate the use of the seer stones also. Apostle Neil A. Maxwell, here we go. In current seminary manual said, Harris described how the hieroglyphs 
appeared on the stone. This is the historical record. And Joseph Smith read the words to Harris as he was dictating the Book of Mormon as it was being translated through the stone in the hat and Harris was writing it. Neil A. Maxwell shows this. He was an apostle. Yeah. The FAIR website. Now, the FAIR website is under the table at least, being supported by the church financially. It's definite. It brings in church general authorities to their conferences. It uses Daniel C. Peterson's materials. Daniel C. Peterson gives presentations at the fair conference. Their website is absolutely overwhelmingly loaded with materials. I'm not going to go through it all. Brigham Young, Joseph Smith says... The Ensign Magazines and the Children's Friend talk about Joseph Smith translating the Book of Mormon with the Seer Stone. The Church History Department, January 2013, in the Ensign, he used the stone to receive revelations and translate the Book of Mormon. Joseph Smith's Seer Stone in the Hat was discussed in B.H. Roberts' History of the Church, as well as his books, The New Witnesses for God. Joseph Smith Foundation doesn't talk about any of these sources. The BYU studies for 1984 and 1990. Joseph Smith Foundation ignores these sources, talking about the use of the seer stone and Joseph Smith's treasure digging activities. The Journal of Book of Mormon Studies for 1993. The Farms Review for 1994. LDS authors Joseph Fielding McConkie, the son of the Apostle Bruce R. McConkie, and Craig J. Osler discussed in 2000 about the seer stones. Bruce R. McConkie in the second edition of Mormon Doctrine talks about Joseph Smith using the seer stones to translate the Book of Mormon. That is Joseph Fielding Smith's own son-in-law. He admits that is what happened. Bruce R. McConkie, Mormon Doctrine Man. Joseph the Seer, Ensign, October 2015. He put the stone in a hat to block out the light. Two apostles wrote in church publication of the Seer Stone in translation, Neil A. Maxwell, the Ensign, January 1997, and Russell M. Nelson in the Ensign, July 1993 as apostles in the official church publications. Neil A. Maxwell in his book, Not My Will But Thine, 1998. Joseph Smith used the seer stone while translating the Book of Mormon. You Google the words Gordon B. Hinckley, Joseph Smith's seer stones, and it will bring up in a flash hundreds of sources dozens of pages across the bottom of links showing the information that I'm sharing with you. That is where I got my information from a Google search. Joseph Smith Foundation ignores all of this. Church published approved material and the church website and Joseph Smith's own words. Why is that? Why should we listen to you, Joseph Smith Foundation? I would like to know why. When you are obviously the deviant ne'er-do-well who's leading a false narrative for whatever silly reason, you imagine vainly that it's going to build true faith by lying about the historical Joseph Smith. It doesn't work that way. 
You would think you would read and see the church's lesson in history of coming to that recognition that, oh hey, lying about the history of the church hasn't worked yet. Maybe we better come clean and tell the truth. That's the point of the Joseph Smith Papers Project. I mean, is the Joseph Smith Foundation that out of touch with reality? Apparently so. I'm sorry to say. Kenneth Godfrey in the Ensign, January 1988. Harris fooling Smith with a different stone during the translation to test Joseph Smith. Richard Lloyd Anderson, Ensign, September 1977. Notice this is before Richard Bushman wrote his books. They're already discussing this treasure digging and Joseph Smith using the seer stone and so on and so forth. The Joseph Smith Foundation is accusing uh, Richard Bushman of changing the narrative. That may not be historically accurate either. For whatever reason, they've got a burr in their butt about progressive Mormons and Richard Bushman. You're focusing on the wrong subject, man. Hiram Andrus, Personal Glimpses of the Prophet Joseph Smith, and also his book, Joseph Smith, the Man and the Seer in 1960, Seer Stones Translating the Book of Mormon and Finding Treasure. On the PB, this is what is the most beautiful irony. I've been working like crazy to get to this point. <clears throat> Once again, the Joseph Smith Foundation utilizes Daniel C. Peterson in a supportive role of their agenda. <laughs> of cleaning up Joseph Smith's image, right? Because that's essentially what they're doing. And to do that, they have to cheat with the historical record, which is a no-no. Uh, you'll figure that out soon, I hope. Sure, you'll deceive a lot of the other chapel Mormons who are ignorant of history as you are, of course, and you'll get their praise and, oh, what a glorious work, and so on and so forth. But we internet Mormons, you're not going to fool us. Not a chance. Us internet historians, us people who have distanced ourselves from the church because of its ridiculous backward social stances on so many issues and its ridiculous whitewashing of history, you're not fooling us. Daniel C. Peterson is presented with the Joseph Smith Foundation as being supportive of their narrative. I have horrible news for you. In the PBS.org org slash mormon slash themes slash smith revelations dot html they have several different mormons apparently this was a, a movie a video an interview that pbs did with several prominent mormons historians daniel c peterson is one of them here is what he says, and I quote, most of the translation of the Book of Mormon was done using something that's called a seer stone. It was put in the bottom of a hat. Daniel C. Peterson. How come the Joseph Smith Foundation is trying to bring in Daniel Peterson on their side when he diametrically shows historically and accepts the historical narrative as true that Joseph Smith in fact did use a seer stone to translate the Book of Mormon? I'd like to hear Joseph Smith Foundation's comment on that. You keep misusing the sources as well as the people to make your case and you have failed. That's your problem, not ours. Marvin S. Hill, BYU Studies, again. 
20 number four, fall 1984, money digging folklore and the beginnings of Mormonism and interpretive suggestion. Notice the date, 1984. This is pre-Richard Bushman. The discussion was already occurring, right? Of course, the, the Joseph Smith Foundation traces it back to Leonard Arrington. Okay, fine. But it was being discussed in official approved church sources, BYU studies. By common consent, the South Park, Peepstones, and Mormon general knowledge. Common consent is the group of Mormon publishers on the internet. They have the seer stones of Joseph Smith. This is irrefutable evidence. Use the links in this page also, especially the link number 14. That one will blow you away. That is a fabulous... The peep stone Joe found and used discussed in Wilford Woodruff's journal. Once again, Martin Harris in Tiffany's Magazine discusses it. This proves the stone was used in translating. This is not the affidavit. This is not the anti-Mormons. Joseph Smith Foundation, open your eyes. This is the historical record. All of the stuff you are deliberately leaving out in order to create, yet again, another phony narrative. I don't get it. What is the attraction of even doing such a stupid thing? You're smarter than that. You're, a, you're obviously an intelligent, young, well-read, articulate woman. Well, pull your head out and get historically accurate, would you? It would be much better for you in the long run, I promise. So, Emma Smith. Now, this is Joseph Smith's own wife. Does she have any credibility whatsoever to the Joseph Smith Foundation? Obviously not. They ignore her, too. She said Joseph Smith used the seer stone to translate the Book of Mormon. This is in a letter to Mrs. Charles Pilgrim. Come on, Joseph Smith Foundation. Come up to date already. Deseret Newsletter to the Chicago Times, interview with David Whitmer. Again, this is not the affidavit, you guys. It's not an anti-Mormon source. It's the interview with David Whitmer, who describes Joseph Smith using the seer stone to translate the Book of Mormon. And he's one of them that said, the letters glowed on the stone, and then Joseph Smith read the information to his scribe. The Millennial Star, Volume 43. This is the church's own publication in Joseph Smith's day. Okay? He was the editor in charge. Okay? I, uh, how much more do you guys want? Hosea Stouch Journals. I have these. The reference here is completely accurate. BYU, or Brigham Young, sorry, Brigham Young had the seer stone that Joseph Smith had used to translate the Book of Mormon. Very interesting. And finally, www.lds.org. You click on Ensign Magazine, then you find the February 2001 issue. It has an article, Joseph Susquehanna Years. This is Joseph digging for the silver mine for Josiah Stout. Or Stolwell, I'm sorry, for Josiah Stolwell. It's right in the Ensign, 2001. Uh, so, this is the issue that I'm having trouble accepting the Joseph Smith Foundation over is the historical sources. 
they completely destroy the Joseph Smith Foundation's biased approach to continuing trying vainly and naively to keep making Joseph Smith into a mythological figure instead of an actual historical figure. We want the historical Joseph Smith. We want the real man. We don't want some invented demigod like you're trying to do. That doesn't work because this is the age of information, you guys. You no longer get to control the narrative. Anyone and their dog can just simply do a Google search and find any claim you're making instantly. And I'm finding many of your claims to be completely wrong. And therefore, I don't agree with you. So that's the approach that I've had. I don't have time to read him of uh, Brant Gardner's book. He demonstrates historically, just as sure as these sources do, that Palmyra, the whole New York area, all of New England, was involved in magic, treasure digging, seer stones, witching rods, and Joseph Smith's family was absolutely involved in this. There's no question, that's the historical reality. And if you think that's anti-Mormon, it comes from a very faithful Mormon. And this same information is available from the Mormon church itself. I've said that 20 times. I apologize for repeating. But this is critical to important to ignore, like the Joseph Smith Foundation is doing. So come on, you guys. Come up to date. Let's get real. Let's keep it real. Why is that so hard to do for defenders of Joseph Smith? I'll, I have no idea. It's the one thing that turned me off to apologetics. I'm not going to defend a, a phony, fake, false narrative. Forget it. It's stupid to do. It's a waste of my time. I want the real thing. So does everybody else. You guys need to come up to snuff. And you need to do it quick because some of us are starting to present the other historical information that you're cheating with. And it's not our credibility that's going to die. It's yours. So thanks for watching the Backyard Professor videos. I shall return with more good information on lots and lots of subjects. In the meantime, remember, be good, do well, have fun, make friends, be happy, and be helpful. Love one another. Wasn't that Jesus' command? Well, let's do it. Let's get out there and be good people to each other. The world needs good people, and we are those people. So... Thank you again. Love you guys as my audience. I will see you in the next Backyard Professor video.